0: You're listening to The Bible Nerd Podcast, a weekly show where we're exploring the world of the Bible, helping you fall more in love with Jesus, and building a thoughtful defense for the Christian worldview. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. Welcome to the show. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another week of The Bible Nerd Podcast. So I want to record an episode for you here that is, um, um, has to do with a question that I have wanted to know the answer to for quite some time so this actually this may end up being a pretty short uh episode because i, I don't think it's going to take very long to explain the question but you know every time i say that it ends up being a long one uh so maybe i better keep my mouth shut uh, but what i want to talk about is the one question that critics of a literal genesis need to answer um and I, I use the word literal there because I think it's the quickest way to get to get across exactly what I'm trying to um, speak about here. Of course, I mean the idea that when you are looking at the early chapters of Genesis, particularly even the first chapter of Genesis, um, you are going to to have many different opinions within Christendom as to what this could possibly mean. And as many of you know, creation science just so happens to be one of my um, very favorite. Uh, excuse me. One of my very favorite topics, if not my, um, if not my favorite little topic, when it comes to the idea of uh, scripture, and I think it's very um, important that we get creation uh, right. Um, again, I think that every it all starts in Genesis, right? Um, I think God designed and ordered the world in a particular way. He gave us the answer to many of our most pressing questions, even today. In Genesis, and so I definitely think that it's important that we have a right view of Genesis, a right view of creation, etc. Now, my view on that, and again, I'm friends with people from all across the spectrum here, so don't get mad at me here. But my view of that is that um, we should take the words of Genesis pretty straightforwardly. Okay, that God created the entire world and everything in it in six ordinary days and that, um, it likely happened around that six to 7,000 years ago, uh, mark. Okay. And we can get there through various different, um, uh, points. Um, I have a couple episodes on that, so we're not going to kind of rehearse all of that, but essentially if you calculate biblical history and biblical chronology, you can get to somewhere around that number between six and 7,000 years for, and age of the earth. Now, um, as we are exploring, uh, Genesis, a lot of times questions come up as to what the author, um, meant when the words were being written down. Now, this is, a. Uh, a very important question. Make no mistake. It's actually uh, probably one of the most important questions you could probably ask when you're trying to ascertain the meaning of Scripture. It might be the most important question. Um, Because if you are not getting at the author's original intent, then you are not getting at the meaning of the passage. Okay. Now, it is true, and this is another debate that goes on in sort of nerdy, you know, uh, among Bible nerds is this idea of, um, and I'm probably not going to say it right, but it's census unum versus census plenior. Okay. And I'm probably not saying that right. Um, but anyway, there it is census unum versus uh, census plenior or plenior. Um, and, um, the idea is, um, with census unum, it's sort of like one, one sense one sense. And with census plenior, it's sort of like the fuller sense, okay, is what that means. It's a, I believe, a Latin phrase where it means the fuller sense. Um, and so what you're going to have is uh, a disagreement between scholars as to when the Bible was being written, is there one intended meaning in any given passage or whatever, or is there potentially uh, two intended meanings. In other words, there's a fuller meaning, a fuller purpose that maybe we can't grasp the understanding of. And that would be um, God's, essentially, uh, meaning, right? So so we realize that in some sense, um, every word of the Bible is authored by uh, both a human and by God, right? We have this uh, divine, um, inspiration of, of the Bible. And so Bible nerds are, you know, wrestling with this kind of thing in scholarly, uh, scholarly literature. Yes. But then they're also taking to the, uh, popular literature in order to argue for their uh, specific position on this. And I, uh, I've actually asked, I've conferred with, with a few friends about this, uh, who are very good biblical thinkers and, and very careful um, uh, and teachers, right? So so they they bear some responsibility um, in in the view that they take on this. And I'm kind of in agreement um, with with one. I'm not going to mention his name for the sake of uh, just anonymity, but uh, th- there was one in particular who I really wanted to get his thoughts on this. and and what he uh, told me, and again, I'm still speaking on the greater issue of census unum versus census plenure. And I'm just going to say that wrong uh, a ton of times throughout this podcast. And you could just uh, pray for me every time I do. Okay. Um, but I'm still talking about that. I'll get back to Genesis uh, Genesis in just a moment. Okay. So for the census unum versus census uh, plenure I- idea, I asked him about this. And I was like, you know, what do you feel about this? Because conservative uh, scholars, for the most part, seem to be leaning towards this census unum idea. Uh, um, position. Okay. The other position, the greater sense or the fuller sense, is typically one that you see espoused by scholars who would be um not fully but slightly left of center. Okay. They still want to consider themselves evangelicals, etc. But they they would definitely be considered more left of center than right of center, if you're um, you know, kind of looking at it that way. And um, um it, it just it just seems. It just seems to me, and it seemed also to the fellow who I asked, who nobody would argue is a very conservative uh, Bible teacher. Um, it seemed to both of us that that maybe maybe something's wrong about the categories or, or something, because one can't simply deny that God, um, uh, when, when 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 inspiring the text, that that God meant something for a text that goes beyond what the initial author of the text meant. Okay? Um, that seems, I mean, like like uh, even Daniel, you see near the end of Daniel, I think it's in Daniel chapter 12, you see Daniel um, continuing to write things down. That he's like, you know, Lord, I don't really understand <laughs> what's going on here. Uh, and um, and finally, you know, the Lord tells him to, to close up the book, you know, stop, stop writing. And, and so it, it's interesting that uh, I do think we can point to different instances in Scripture. I mean, I'm thinking of um, um, Isaiah, right, the Suffering Servant. Uh, well, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, did uh, did Isaiah have the Messiah of Israel in mind when he was writing that? Uh, I personally don't know. I've not, I've not looked, I've not looked into that. I know that there's debate, right? I mean, I know that um, uh, Jewish scholars want to say that that is written about something else. Obviously, they feel that the original intended meaning by Isaiah was not the Suffering Servant who we know is Jesus and yet we know that God uh, does uh, intend for us to see Jesus in that passage. And so we have things like that. We have uh, again the whole book of Hebrews uh, almost seems to be an exercise in in this where the original writer was writing things uh, in the Old Testament that they did not know had this greater meaning and this this fuller purpose, and so maybe I'm not understanding the terms correctly, or maybe the terms are not adequate to describe the you know the, the what we're trying to get at. Um, maybe that's the case. Either way, though, you, you definitely have this going on where there seems to be more to what a particular author is uh, is writing. Um, at the time they're writing it, at least if we're talking about divinely inspired scripture. Okay, so returning back to uh, Genesis um, one and even uh, the the first you know few chapters of Genesis as a whole, the issue that we have is you have different scholars who are going to take sort of different um, positions on this. In general, you have that the author meant and he he wrote and indeed. Uh, meant a you know twenty four hour day six day creation. Then you're going to have those who say what well, they they wrote that, but that's not what they meant. Okay, they wrote that, but they actually meant something more. Okay, they meant that it was going to be. A, you know, they meant theological things around it, okay? Like John Walton, this would be sort of John Walton's view, is that yes, they did right, uh, and they put it in the frame of six 24 hour days. They, but they, what they meant was this theologized thing, okay? What they meant was that that it, it was a polemic, right? That that God was um, greater than the sun god, Ra, or than the uh, moon god, or, um, you, you know, all these, all these shots are being taken at the, at the pantheon, so to speak, when you look at, uh, early Genesis. Um, and, and so it, it's interpreted through that lens. And then you have the other camp that it's like, well, no, they, they didn't even mean it, it uh, you know, literal six 24 hour days at all. When they wrote that, they didn't even, that's not even what they were. You know, they didn't even think that they were writing that they thought that they were writing, um, you know, something more like the framework interpretation or something along those lines. And sorry if I'm throwing around terms that you're not familiar with, I'm trying to get through this issue sort of quickly. Um, but if you've been a listener to this podcast at all, you should be familiar with some of these terms. Framework interpretation, John Walton, names like this, uh, you should be somewhat familiar with. And so when you're looking at uh, Genesis, what's interesting about it is, so for a while there was a a real push towards this idea of understanding the days of Genesis. Um, again, this would be like the Hugh Ross reasons to believe uh, view um, that understanding that, that literally we could understand the word day in uh, Genesis one uh, Yom. We could understand that to literally mean a long period of time. Okay. For a while, this was the sort of tra- trajectory that we were going down. Um, you you know, I, I mean, I don't want to speak universally here, but like m- most Hebrew scholars that I read are not taking that position today. What they are taking is is the, is the position um, more like that second one I mentioned, okay, where yes, that is what was written, and that is what the author intended, but the meaning is greater. The meaning goes beyond. We shouldn't take these literally. They were just trying to place this in a framework for um, uh, what God was trying to communicate, which was that... God is the most high essentially. Okay. To, to, to greatly simplify it. Okay. Was that there, you know, God is creator. Yahweh is creator. Y- Yahweh is sustainer. He's better than these other gods, etc. Okay. So that's just one way of, of, you know, simplifying it. And so I have a question then for, for those people. Okay. I have a question that I would like to pose, uh, to people who say that, yes, um, Th- this is what they wrote, but, but it's not what they meant. This is what they wrote, but it's not what they, what they meant. The question that I really want to ask is, um, if that were what they meant, what would they then have wrote? Okay. Or written? Is that the right way to say it? Written. If it if it were that they meant to communicate six, you know, 24 hour days for creation, let's just limit it to the day's thing. We could talk about the actual years Let's just limit it to days real quick. And I actually have entire episodes of the podcast, too, that I'm thinking of that I've done with Mark Lambert that sort of go through even why it doesn't even matter. The days of Genesis really don't even matter because you can get to a young earth creation without even that. But let's just focus on that for just a minute, okay? And really we're talking about the greater point of taking these passages as, as – as they should be naturally read right because now we're in a position where most Hebrew scholars really do seem to agree that the way to interpret these passages correctly um, is to understand them as as being that they intended to write about a six um, six day creation 24-hour literal days it's just the the again the meaning the fuller sense right is is more of a that so for those people that's what I want to know if it were that they actually meant for sure and intended to write about a creation that took place in six literal twenty-four hour days, right? If that's the case, um, I want to know what you think that they would have written that to look like. Okay, if they uh, really did mean that. Now, sure, it can have a greater purpose as well. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not against. Yeah, I mean, there's great theology in Genesis one. Doctor uh, Bill Barrick has pointed this out. He's a um, he was an Old Testament um, uh, scholar, of the Old Testament, and a teacher there at the Master's uh, Seminary for quite a while, I believe. And uh, he's he's published uh, some really good work in uh, in translations and, uh, and, and and other works as well. Bill Barrick, and um, he he's mentioned this uh, quite a bit before that we really need to, as young Earth creationists, not not simply get taken uh, you know by the you know by the scientific ramifications of of what we believe about these early chapters but we need to be sure and focus on the theological side of it so I'm, I'm totally there um but that doesn't mean that that there is no literal meaning gosh I hate using the word literal I really do but but I, I don't know another way to frame it for the sake of this conversation um, I really think that there's that if we if if we want to look at that and and not get the literal meaning, then I want to know what we would have to be looking at in order to see the literal meaning. Now, I, I can envision at least one off the top of my head answer or response that we might get to this, and um. Maybe they might respond by giving some sort of diatribe that uses modern language, um, talking about a big bang and or a uh, or a moment that the universe was created, and, and 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 they would. So immediately though, that approach is anachronistic. Okay, what you're doing is you're assuming that in order to communicate that a the literalness of a six twenty four hour day creation, that the that the writer has to have knowledge of modern science. But that is anachronistic, right? That's looking, that's that's importing things that we know now onto a text that was written thousands of years ago. We understand that they don't have that sort of knowledge. So we can't say that. That can't be an answer. I'm saying, as a um, ancient Israelite, writing this down, Moses, right? <laughs> writing this down, what... How would Moses have communicated it differently if he didn't mean and intend to say that this text meant that the earth and everything in it was created in six literal days? How would he have said it differently than how he did if that's what he intended to communicate? That's the question. Okay, If you have an answer to that, I'd love for you to email me, steve at steveshram.com. We may or may not be able to get back uh, into, a, you know, into a back and forth, depending on you know time permitting and things like that. Shoot me an email, though. If you have an answer to that specific question, how would the text have been written differently? If the writer really did mean to communicate this, then I would love to hear from you. Um, I think m- my prediction is that you're going to have a hard time showing me what that would look like. Okay, And any view that is not falsifiable okay, is, is, is really in danger, okay? In other words, if you can't falsify the position that um, it, that the text says one thing but means another thing, then there's a problem for your view. There has to be some kind of criteria. How can I falsify? You tell me, <laughs> okay? How If that's your view, how can I falsify it? How can I prove your view wrong? Because a view that just, you know, frankly, molds to fit whatever you want it to, that's not a good view. That's why it's one of my big problems with with um, evolution in general, right? Evolution, um, uh, Darwinian evolution, is, is is basically just used to mold to whatever situation. It can explain everything, which means it probably actually doesn't explain anything. Okay, uh, a view must be falsifiable uh, by some sort of criteria. Okay, so what's the criteria? If you're a fan of taking Genesis non literally in some way, or uh, again, you're kind of in that Walton. Um, uh, view where you believe that uh it says one thing but it means another thing tell me how can i falsify your view how can i look at that and get from it that um it, you know if it really were what they meant to communicate what moses meant to write down and communicate was that creation took place in six 24-hour days how would he have written it if it's not written what it looks like in the word of god all right thank you for your time thank you for uh hearing a little bit of a rant this morning um and um, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just excited to be able to, to share my thoughts and my opinions uh, on on what I believe that the Word of God says and and the Word of God uh, means. So, thank you for seeking to always be biblically faithful um, as we as we do this. You know that that's one thing about this, right? Being a, a Bible nerd, um, yeah, sure. I have views that I hold to. I have positions I espouse and things of that nature. Um, I'm obviously very passionate. Uh, About these things, and yet at the same time, I I just want to be biblical. I will change my mind today on creation or any other issue if I am uh, shown from the Bible why it's wrong. Okay, Um, it's that simple. So, and I I presume that you were that way too. You're just persuaded by different things than me. If you if you don't don't line up with me here, okay, that's fine. Um, But hey, let's talk about it, right? Let's at least have a conversation and um, and be Christians, enjoying each other's fellowship, enjoying each other's uh, love and uh, brotherhood. And while at the same time, thinking through these important issues and and being sure to get these things right. All right. God bless. Take care. We'll see you in the next episode.